Welcome to Dreamers to Leaders, Keeping It Real with Melody podcast. Melody is a foreign dreamer who started from being a flight attendant and worked her way up into now a tech fashion trendsetter, thought leader, and seasoned entrepreneur in multiple successful ventures. This podcast is for the awakened dreamer. Industry icons will share their humble beginnings up to the leaders they are today. Let's all learn and be inspired. Together, we can all prosper. Hello and welcome to the Dreamers to Leaders podcast. It's a podcast for the dreamers and more importantly, the doers. I'm your host, Melody. If you're one of those who want to learn more about commercial lending, or you're a business owner who wish to know more about borrowing funds or refinancing your your existing loan in today's market, this episode is for you. Joining us here today is Talene Simon. She is the Vice President and Business Development Officer for Pacific Enterprise Bank, and she has over 20 years in uh, banking experience. Also with us today is Daniel Park, He is the Senior Vice President for U.S. Metro Bank, and he personally has successfully funded over $600 commercial loan. A little disclaimer here, their opinion as well as mine are intended for general information purposes only, and it's not intended for specific product advice or recommendation. If you know of anyone who would benefit from this program, please engage by commenting, sharing. Uh, It'll mean a lot to me as the creator, as well as my team who work hard in putting this show together. With that said, let's begin. Hi, Talene. Hi, Danielle. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Wonderful. So let's begin. All right. So let's start with the absolute. What... What do you think consumers need to know, especially in today's market with regards to commercial lending? Uh, let's start with you, Talene. So right now, I think it's definitely a kind of a really questionable time in the overall lending industry and uh, what the businesses are experiencing. I think um, you know, there's still definitely opportunities out there for businesses and for banks to lend to them. Uh, while a lot has happened, and I think I can speak for most banks, not just my bank. Um, it's definitely an interesting time to um, continue investing, continue buying um, real estate for your businesses, um, especially through um, different programs that are offered, even through the CARES Act, um, you know, the SBA loans and the different um, types of, um, of loans that are available um, to borrowers. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a lot out there and a lot of opportunities for both the banks and the consumers. How about you, uh, Daniel? What's your, what's your take on that in terms of... Uh, I, 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 I think uh, Talene took the words out of my mouth. I mean, that, that's basically what it is. I, I think that the banks are lending, but they're a little more cautious than they were before pre-pandemic, if you will. But uh, government's done a pretty good job of um, you know, providing guidance and aids uh, to make lending a little more, uh, I don't know, a little more less risky, if you will. And that's really through the CARES Act via uh, SBA. So in my opinion, at least at my bank, um, I, I think we're with the government 
guaranteed loans, um, banks feel a little more comfortable, right? Lending. But as you had mentioned, money's available. Yeah. Yeah. Banks are lending, um, but they're a little more cautious than previously before. Yeah. So contrary to what a lot of people would think, especially with what's going on uh, with the yeah. it's not really like a, a screeching halt, uh, even when you, you, you know, with, uh, okay, with so. I'm not sure for the rest of the bigger banks out there, but I know for the smaller banks, um, I know that back in March and April of last year, it was almost as if it was came to a screeching halt, right? But then as we kind of gone through the process, um, banks started you know, opening up a little bit more, right? So we come like maybe June, July, August, you know, we started picking up a little bit of a steam and then, um, you know, they came out with the, uh, the whole CARES Act. And then um, just recently, uh, actually, yeah, as, as of yesterday, you know, there's additional, um, uh, you know, stimulus, uh, I guess, uh, package, if you will, that caters to the SBA lo loans, right? Where customers that borrow can actually get up to six months of free payment capped off at $9,000. And um, typically the government will guarantee 75% of the loan that, they, that we make, right, as a lender. However, with this uh, new CARES Act package in place, they increase that to 90%. So basically, in, in, you know, in, in the simplest terms, if you lend out a dollar, the SBA is going to guarantee 90 cents of that, right? Mm -hmm. So that, that makes it a little bit easier uh, for banks to lend, you know, than, than uh, if you were to do this like on a conventional basis, right? And they've also had, uh, they also went ahead and decided to waive the SBA fee, which is typically about 3%. So they're really encouraging uh, banks and lenders to put more money up on the streets. Yeah. So with all that activity going on, mm -hmm. uh, with more people having confidence in, uh, in filling out that application, right. what what does the lender, on the lender's side, what are they looking at in terms of approval process? We look at uh, business plan, what they have, you know, projected for the next year or two, right? Because we understand that uh, 2020 was more of a, a one-off type of an event, right? Because, I mean, nobody really, you know, no one really saw foreseeing a, a virus, you know, just, you know, affect our global economy, if you will, right? So we want to look at like 2020 didn't happen, right? <laughs> yeah, so it's almost like a, 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 the, the way the, the banks look at that is almost like a, a non-recurring event year, right? Where, you know, that just kind of just happened and probably won't happen again. And that's kind of the uh, what most, right? yeah, yeah, exactly right. So that, that's that's how we would look at things. So we have to look at a sound business plan going forward, 2021 and on, you know, and beyond. And we also obviously look at the, uh, the individuals, uh, you know, outside net worth, right? That, that comes into play as well. Yeah. So those are some of the things that we look at. How about with you? If I can add to that, um, what one of the things I think it's so important that, you know, we all, to Daniel's point, you know, we all understand that um, 
2020 was not the best year, right? For most businesses. Now, some have done extremely well. Right. Some industries and some businesses have been able to take advantage of this um, and turn it around and make it really a positive thing. Um, but for the most part, you know, this is something that wasn't an ideal situation. But how these businesses um, kind of shifted their um, their outlook and shifted their business plan and what they've been doing for all these years, they were able to move things around and um, kind of go with the flow and make uh, adjust their business model in order to make things better. Um, restaurants have done that with takeouts and catering contracts and things like that. So that's really important. There's always a story. And I think your bank and my bank and, you know, maybe not some of the really bigger banks, right. but a majority of the banks out there, I think, want to understand the story behind, you know, what, how the borrower really got out of this, um, this mess and how they turned it around and what the story is. And with projections, like Daniel said, you know, it, it is something that banks are willing to lend on. So lending has not stopped uh, on the contrary of what some people might think because of what's going on in the environment. So do you see that uh, weighing on what's in the business plan uh, is more, there's more focus now in looking at that versus before, before the pandemic or kind of the same? You same know, we, right. So we, we kind of look at pre-pandemic, right? Like right. how was the business in 19 and 18, right? And then what did they do in 2020 to kind of, you know, survive? And we kind of tie that into what's, you know, what's in store for 2021 for that business, you know? So we kind of tie all that in together and, uh, you know, and just, um, you know, we practice prudent lending based on those. And that, that's really what we, what we do. Yeah. So with all the incentive uh, programs that's being rolled out, what mm -hmm. are the different types of plans and programs that, uh, that are available out there for the consumers and what makes one program different than the other? Um, well, you know, there, there's there's a lot of different programs out there. Um, this is kind of more toward geared towards the smaller banks, including my bank. Um, really, there's really two types of loans that we provide at this moment, which is the SBA loan, which is government guaranteed loans, and then you have the conventional, which is not secure by, you know, is not guaranteed by the government. So the conventional loans are a little more, I guess we, we look a little, 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 little closer because we don't have any type of a guarantee, right? right. Um, but we're a little more eager to lend uh, SBA loans versus conventional because we know with the SBA, we have a guarantee from the government, right? Um, but the SBA only applies towards uh, business related type of, uh, you know, requests. So it can't be like an investment property, kind of get an SBA loan on investment property. It's going to be for something that you're going to actually own or occupy. Yeah. Mm. How about you so there are some rules to that. Uh -huh. What are the, the programs and um, that you guys you see more of and uh, what makes one program different than, 
than the other. So kind of, yeah, long, um, we're kind of on the same, um, same line as far as lending the different type of programs that are available. Um, you know, we definitely love SBA because of the guarantee. And I think that's probably across the board, right? We, especially during a time, during times like this, you know, we want to make sure that the bank takes the lowest amount of risk, um, regardless of how much we believe in our borrowers and uh, their ability to pay back, right? They're, they're able to service the debt, but should something um, unknown, something out of our control, their control happen again, we want to make sure that the SBA can um, cover that and the guarantee, um, the bank really feels secure with the guarantee. Um, I think, you know, for us, there's, there's also, you know, the state program, there's this, uh, there's a state guarantee program, which is uh, probably not as popular as the SBA is or not as well known. But you know, that's also available for the smaller dollar amounts. Um, there's a the conventional and um, we're also still looking at conventional for the stronger borrowers, for the borrowers that, you know, um, globally, overall, their numbers are uh, not severely impacted by this during this time. And in general, going back historically as well, they've been able to maintain a pretty good cash flow globally. Um, and, um, you know, there's, um, there, there's always lending options for different borrowers and there's always the best fit for that particular borrower. So sometimes when I hear, you know, there's only one thing that's being presented to a borrower, I always feel like we need to give them options as well, um, regardless of how we feel about, you know, the particular program that we're trying to um, to sell at the time. I think it's really important that we find the right fit and the right loan program, whether it's SBA or, or conventional or state guarantee program, um, that's the best fit for that particular borrower. In terms of trends, um, is there anything that you've seen in terms of application that come your way that are getting more success in approval and those that are being uh, turned down more? Uh, to the degree. So what are considered hits or success in terms of more success in terms of approval? And what are those that are kind of where lenders are not lending to the degree? Any type of risks like that, that you could say, mostly it's going to be a yes. And this type of risk, mostly no. Okay. So I guess maybe just for speaking from my bank, um, the nose, let's start with the nose, would be a sit-down restaurant, right? Um, that's the big thing. Um, hospitality, hotels, we'll look at it on a case-by-case basis. Right, I mean, any type of... You think? Yeah, anything that deals with travel, right, is probably going to be tough, right? Um, now, on the yeses, Drive-through restaurant like fast food, those are great, right? Car washes are okay, gas stations are okay, um, distributors, you know, manufacturers. Um, we'll look at contractors as well, but um, I know from experience, from at least through my bank, um, the sit-down restaurants, I believe, are the ones that are impacted the most. Yeah, through this pandemic, which is and I would of, imagine um, maybe salons and spas and those types that, of non-essential, right? Right. So basically, non-essentials, right? Um, 
just had a client today that inquired about an SBA loan and they have a, a banquet hall, right? Mm-hmm. Which they're not getting any banquets. However, they've kind of, uh, you know, started doing catering. Mm-hmm. So they're able to make up some of the lost revenue through catering. So there, there's different ways a business owner will adapt to situations like, you know, what we just were going through now. Um, so we, we will consider, you know, those type of, uh, I guess, on a case by case, but traditionally, at least through my bank, um, anything that deals with like a, a sit down restaurant or like, as you've mentioned, um, like nail salons or, you know, those are a little bit tougher to get done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, with like example that you said about the banquet hall, as yeah. as maybe uh, the business owners can prove in their business plan that they have done something innovative, right? Exactly, uh, that's the key. Yes. Yeah, and uh, that would kind of show the bank that they have something solid uh, in place moving forward, right? Right, right. And uh, believe it or not, we're going to actually do this deal. Yeah, because. Um, <laughs> We felt that uh, his uh, the way he kind of you know was innovative, like you've mentioned, right? Decided to do catering service, and um, you know we looked at his uh, overall net worth, and he does have some outside net worth, you know, in forms of uh, uh, cash, you know, stocks and liquidable assets. We look at that. We really, we really look into it. exactly right, and, and especially with uh, with the ninety uh, percent guarantee from the SBA, right? Mm-hmm. So really, we're at risk for 10% of our money. That's what it comes down to. And also, you know, we've got six months of free payment. So mm-hmm. having said that, I, I, I think we're going to move forward with this deal. Yeah. So there's an example. How about you, uh, Talene? Anything in terms of uh, trends that you've seen in your bank? So as far as industry, you know, my bank, uh, we pretty much look at any type of deal that comes our way. You know, we're very, very open to different types of industries. Uh, what's what's, I, I guess what I would say the um, challenges right now is understanding how the business like the restaurant, like the sit down restaurant Dan was talking about. And I think that's definitely a, a good one to talk about. How are they going to get out of this, you know, this difficult time and um, the reduced income that they've been experiencing um, for, for, a year now, right? Um, and now, even now that they're back in business, they're um, they're not at their fullest uh, capacity, operating at full capacity. So that's something to consider. So we definitely want to see how they kind of shifted their um, their business um, plans and uh, and the future ideas that you know they have in order to adapt to this new market where the fast food and, and um, to-go service and drive-through is kind of the way to go, right? Um, but, you know, we, we just uh, funded a deal that was for a fast food uh, sandwich shop. Um, so it's, it's up north and um, we're still open to it. You know, it's a sit-down restaurant, but it's more of a fast food than the actual, you know, diner kind of a um, model. So we are looking at them. Uh, we're not limiting ourselves to any type of industry or business type. But um, I would also agree with Daniel, you know, hospitality is has been hit so hard that it's really with even with the vaccines, even with things improving COVID numbers, you know, looking better, it's still going to be 
um, a challenge to get that. There's going to be a ramp up period, right? So they're, they're, it's going to take some time for them to be where they used to be. Even the best hospitality hotel operators can't just turn on and off the switch and get the people back in there and get back to, um, you know, full, full operate, fully operational that fast. So that's going to take time to happen. And we're very conservative when we're looking at those with the right loan to value and um, the right rate and the right type of a structure with the SBA program, we're open to it. Um, but it is a, definitely a difficult one to get through these days, I would say, uh, hospitality, restaurants. So we're kind of on the same page on that. Yeah, it is refreshing to, to listen to you both, knowing that, uh, that it's not just a checklist. You know, here's the credit score. Here's the loan to value. He, it seems like there's more, there's, it's seen on a case-to-case. It is absolutely case-by-case. It's, and I think that's good for, for consumers to know that, oh, um, I belong in this uh, hospitality or in this type of uh, deli, therefore, it's just going to be uh, going to be a no. It's not like that, you know, as long as the overall, the other pictures and the other uh, moving parts are are healthy and, and robust, then then that still could work to their benefit and still get the funding uh, that they need. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, with with most of uh, of employees now working from home, how is the closing um, time? I mean, how how soon can can an application get uh, funded? Typically. So I think that, um, you know, that has not it's a good thing that that has not been impacted, you know, in in a negative way. Um, I think for my bank, I'll speak. um, What we've done is we figured out a way to be very efficient with individuals. Very few number of um, um, individuals are working out of the office um, and it's not on a full time basis. So they go in, they process something as they need to during funding when there is an actual packet, you know, it needs to go to escrow. Um, So we figured out a way to kind of navigate this um, this situation and um, the right people are working on the right deals. Uh, I would say timing wise, you know, everyone um, can expect just, you know, standard timing, of course, right now with so much volume coming in, right? Um, there's going to be delays. So I, I I don't care how good a bank is, there's going to be delays. There's just keeping up with the volume. There was PPP. And now with this, um, you know, new SBA uh, opportunity, so many people are, are interested in applying. Um, just that alone takes up time. 45 days is a pretty standard timing, I would say. Uh, 45 to 60 days where maybe before 30 days was still possible. Right now, I would say probably 45 to 60 days is a realistic time frame. If we have a borrower who's involved and uh, all individuals are very involved when a needs list is issued and when pending items need to be collected. How about you, Daniel? 45 to 60 days? You, you know, I, I think she said it right there. It's okay. if and only if the borrower is engaged and involved. For my experience, at least for my deals, mm-hmm. you're looking at more like three months to you know, three and a half months. And only because, you know, business owners are having to run their business and they don't really have anybody else that they designated to that can provide us with all 
items that are needed. And some of these deals are more complex, right? Mm-hmm. They're not, you know, cookie cutter type of deals. Some of some deals might be where a borrower might have 10 different corporations. How important is a, is a good credit score? And is there like a magic score, magic number that you guys are looking at? Where if it is uh, north or south of, then then you kind of have your, your stand on. Uh, um, okay. Okay. This is, and I, I can't really speak for the other banks, right? But some of the big banks I've worked for, they do have a score of, you know, a 680 or above, right? Um, at my bank, we did have a 660 score uh, benchmark, but we've kind of gotten rid of that. You know, we really look at the actual credit itself and figure out, you know, what's the story here, right? So we don't really have a, uh, a FICO score matrix, if you will. We, we, we more or less look into the actual credit history of the borrower. So that's what we look at, yeah, in terms of credit score. How about you, yeah. Yeah, same here. So uh, we we need to know the story behind it. You know, if your credit score is you know five eighty instead of six six eighty and above, you know, what what happened there? Can you can you take us back and tell us how it's not going to happen? How we can take a risk on you and lend to you and how you're going to mm-hmm. repay? Right. So there's um, you know derogatory things that need to be explained. We need to understand it. But we're okay with six eighty and less uh, credit scores previous bankruptcies, things like that, as long as it can be explained and the reasoning behind it. So it is very much a case by case basis. I really like hearing that, you know, what's the story uh, behind behind the score? And it's not just, uh, you know, a black and white cookie cutter uh, type right. of approach. So that's, that's actually pretty beautiful. <laughs> you know, there's always a story. You just have to be open to hearing it and figure out how to, like and what it. to make of it. <laughs> Right. Uh-huh. So, uh, for for when a loan is closing, what are the ex- what is the usual and customary uh, expenses that one need to expect on a typical uh, on a typical uh, loan uh, expense? Dan, you want to go first? <laughs> um, I mean, it's going to be the same thing, basically. I imagine for both of us, but uh, you've got appraisal environmental, which is like the phase one, phase two, title, escrow. Um, those are pretty much the- Processing, right? Yeah, processing fee, right? I mean, I, I mean, that's basically what you're gonna be looking at um, no so matter what bank you go to. For uh, for consumers to, uh, to know that there's gonna be buffer fees, that there are fees that they have to expect and be prepared for. Uh, right. So then it'll close um, accordingly. Um, right. yeah. In many cases, also, those fees can be financed, not all right. fees, but a lot of those fees can be rolled into the loan amount. So the borrower is right. not really paying out of pocket or feeling the pain of coming up, coming up with, you know, thousands of dollars last minute. Excellent right. point, uh, uh So to wrap it up, with all the with all the lending that's going on and with all the, the printing of money and the stimulus you know, trillion dollar stimulus package that's being rolled out with the PPP, with uh, with um, uh, the forgiveness and, and all that that you guys also have mentioned. Um, there are talks that probably uh, the U.S. currency may not be the, the, the global dominant uh, currency. Do you see that? Do you see that happening? I would say that, yeah, I mean, definitely things are changing. I think definitely the environment 
that we kind of uh, we're experiencing now so much has changed you know uh, the fact that there is no more you you don't have to use money you can use paypal you can use so many different services that are not actually you're you're not touching money right so things are changing things are definitely uh, a lot of web-based um type of um, financing is available now, um, you know, Bitcoin and all of that, who knows? I mean, maybe truly that will be our future. And, um, you, you know, hopefully not to the extent that it will affect all of our jobs in the lending industry, but um, it, it's, I think it's to be determined. There's definitely a lot of changes that are coming our way, uh, both in the financial industry, in um, the, in our economy, I, I think um, to be determined really. How about you, Daniel? Um, quickly, what your, what's your take on, uh, on the, the overprinting or the excessive? I, I, I think we, we take inflation into consideration we're doing an underwriting process, right? So we, we, we do foresee inflation then we calculate that into you know, what we're looking at. Um, but as far as the economy goes, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I, um, I think we're going to be fine. You mentioned it uh, prior to us recording. Uh-huh. That, you know, if there's uh, if there's people buying, selling. Oh the, yeah! Oh yeah! Uh, the uh, the businesses are still thriving. Then uh, yeah, those no, are you're absolutely correct. Those, those are indicators. Yeah, the economy's. I mean, look at the housing market. I mean, last year and this year is probably one of the the hottest. You know, I mean, hottest it's ever been in a while. Um, so as far as that's concerned, uh, you know, uh, I feel like as far as for the banks, you know, we really definitely have to look at the risks associated with it in case there is an inflation and in case, you know, this, it doesn't stop at, um, um, stop at that and, and the economy gets impacted further, right? So the banks have to be very mindful and uh, follow a more conservative type of lending. However, I think that for borrowers and, and businesses out there, as long as they're doing the right things and they're trying to um, buy for the right reasons, as long as they're trying to expand their business, um, there's always opportunities out there and they can't go wrong with that. You know, inflation or not, if a business is uh, looking out for their growth and doing everything they can, investing in the right real estate for their own use and not necessarily um, as an investment property, I, I think there's a lot of opportunities out there and it, it can't uh, necessarily impact them negatively. Uh-huh. Uh, I agree. So all valid, really insightful uh, thoughts that you guys have uh, presented here today. So that wraps up our episode uh, for today. Thank you again, Celine. Thank Thanks you, for having uh, me. Danielle. Really appreciate your time and wishing Thank you both you. continued success. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And for all the dreamers out there, keep believing. You got this. Till next time. <laughs>